0: All right, so let's start with a really bad joke. I'm I'm aiming for a new standard of bad jokes today. Lower or higher? It depends how you look at it. So it's Christmas Eve, and the uh, traveling salesman Joe he's he's been caught in a terrible snowstorm after a convention. He's on his way home, but he's not going to make it home, and and uh, he's still got hundreds of miles to go. The snow's not letting up, and he. He finally just realized he's got to give up, up. so he pulls off into an open diner that he sees, an all-night diner, and pulls into the parking lot, and he's kind of sad, and realizes he's going to miss Christmas morning at home with the kids, and and so he sits there for a moment, decides, you know what, I, I might as well go in and get some breakfast and warm up, and so he walks into the diner, and nobody in there, you know, except for the waitress who comes is as soon as he sits down and she comes over and she's all, you know, Christmas ready. She's got uh, big red lipstick on and the, the Rudolph pin that's flashing and the light things around her neck and everything. And she goes, well, what what? can I get for you? And uh, Joe checks his watch and he realizes it's past midnight. And he goes, well, I guess it's Christmas morning technically. Um, I'll have eggs Benedict because uh, that's what my mom always used to make for Christmas breakfast. So she says, okay. And she heads off to the kitchen and puts his order in, and he's not surprised, being the only one there. His food comes out, really, just a few moments later. But he can't figure out why his waitress is carrying it out on a giant chrome hubcap. And she sets it down. Uh, he, he, he looks, and he clears his throat, and he says, Look, I'm really sorry, but why are you serving my eggs on a hubcap? And the waitress pats his shoulder, comforting And she says, Oh, oh, you know, there's, there's no plate like chrome for the hollandaise. There's no plate line. Chrome for the holiday. I see. I see how you are. Okay, okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Scripture reading here on purpose. This is why I put these right here. John three sixteen and 17. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Blessed be the word of the Lord. Jesus enters the scene because of the love of God for you and, and for me, and Christmas is really all about this love. Our, um, this is the fourth Sunday in Advent. And I've been speaking about Advent themes all month long. And I've told you that the the four themes are hope, and joy, and peace, and love. And last week I explained it to you that really they're all wrapped up in the idea of salvation. And this idea of salvation is what love is all about. You you see, the, the problem was that all of us needed a Savior. Now people say, well, why do we need a Savior? Here's why we need a Savior. All of us have gone our own way, we've done our own thing, we've in effect turned our backs on God, and we have sinned. That's something that all of us have done. Everyone has done that. Well, God is perfect and holy, and once we've sinned, we have separated ourselves from a perfect holy God, and we have an issue. We we have a problem. We can't resolve it in our own strength, because no matter how hard you try, or no matter how good you are, you will not be perfect again, and we can't get back in our own strength. That's the problem. But God made a way. So what happened, and that's what we celebrate at Christmas and Easter, is that Jesus came fully God, fully man. He enters the scene. He lives the perfect sinless life that none of us could. And then He willingly goes to the cross on our behalf. He exchanges His life for ours. He dies there. And then He defeats death. He rises again on the third day. And in that process, we have a way to be reconciled to God. Because if we will understand that that happened for us and believe in our hearts and confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, then God chooses to see us in the perfection of His Son and we are reconciled to Him. And that's what's happening here at the Christmas story and what we celebrate at the Easter story. And it's this amazing picture of the love of God for us and of salvation throughout Advent. Remember I said that we are at peace with God. That's what happens when we get saved. We're justified just as we never sinned. And then we have joy because we're being sanctified. We're being saved. The Holy Spirit is in us and He's leading us and helping us. And we will be saved. That, that glorification is the last part of the process. That we'll be with Him forever. He'll come to get us or we'll go to Him. And everything is restored and made new. And, and that's why we have hope. And that all these things are wrapped up in the idea of love demonstrated in the salvation that He brings us at Christmas. First John chapter 3, verse 1 says this, Behold... What manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called or that we might become the children of God. Behold, what manner of love. And and see, I love that word word behold because it means to look. Look at how great a love that the Father has given in this process. We're to look. We're we're in effect told to see it. And there's three things I want to, for us all to see today that talk about this amazing Christmas story and event. Point number one, We need to see his cradle. We need to see his cradle. Isaiah 7.14 says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign, and the virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and will call him Emmanuel. We see his love demonstrated there at that scene in Bethlehem. You know, the the world into which Jesus was born was was brutal and violent and and vicious and hard. Um, it, It hasn't changed a whole lot. And yet this is the world that he chooses to enter. And he does it because he's on a mission to save, to rescue us because we've been separated from God. And, and that's where I think the, the, the nativity scene, the, the scene at the manger is so precious, dude. You know, let me, this is, we have a nice one here. Um, and people come up and look at this. But, you know, all over the world... People have nativity scenes and manger scenes everywhere, and they're, they're usually in a prominent space in the house, and they can be, you know intricate like this, or uh, we have a Charlie Brown one. And, uh, and, and I love it, and, and we love it because of what it reminds us of, it's a picture of what happened. It's a demonstration of the love of God as we are reminded of what took place when God enters the scene, just the way that He did in such a humble way. And so we're to, we're to see His cradle in the process. Secondly, we're to see His cross. We're to see His cross. The Apostle Paul says this in Philippians 2.8, And being found in appearance as a man, He humbled Himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. So, so He enters this world for the express purpose of living that perfect sinless life And then taking my sin and your sin to the cross in his own body. So the manger is a beautiful scene. But but we never can forget why Jesus came. He came to make a way for us to be reconciled to God. And he did it at the cross. And and so that's the the next part of the, the story. Now we start to celebrate that as we get closer to Easter. But all of this story is interwoven together in the process. So we're to see his cradle. We're to see his cross third we're to see his crown we're to see his crown first corinthians 2 8 says none of the rulers of this age understood it for if they had they would not have crucified the lord of glory the psalmist says in psalm 24 9 and 10 lift up your heads O you gates lift them up you ancient doors that the king of glory may come in who is he this king of glory the lord almighty he is the king of glory See, Jesus is the King of glory. And by defeating death uh, and rising again, He now wears the crown of life. And He offers it to, to all who will come and believe in the, in the thing that He's done to reconcile us with God. He, he rose from the dead. He, he conquered the very last enemy, which is death. He's the King of kings and the, and the Lord of lords. He has a name that is above every name. See, that's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. You know, if you've come here, you know I like the Charlie Brown stuff a lot. And uh, I've already mentioned it twice in this service. And uh, when it goes on TV, people start to text me, watching Charlie Brown right now. I'm like, that's good. See, that, that's what Christmas is all about. That's the, the good news. It's the gospel. Uh, Jesus came lived the perfect life we couldn't, went to the cross, died, defeated death, and rose again on the third day. The cradle, the cross, the crown. It's another way to remember this amazing gift that He came to give us. Paul wrote this in 1 Corinthians fifteen three through 6. You should know this. This is the, the passage of Scripture that holds the good news. For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the Scriptures, and that he appeared to Peter and then to the twelve, and after that he appeared to more than five hundred of the brothers at the same time, most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep. See, see that's the good news. Uh, the, the, the main part there's in verse 3 and 4. You, you know, it says cradle, cross, crown. I add the other verses because of the picture of the eyewitnesses. You see, we're told to behold. We're told to see it because it's something that's been seen. And that these events that we celebrate had eyewitnesses. Some people want to write off Christmas as a, as a story or a fable or a fairy tale. But it took place. And the events had people that saw them take place. The, the birth had people that were witnesses. The, the, the cross that were witnesses. And the resurrection had witnesses. And Paul says, over 500. And he said, when, I, when he was writing this, most of them were still alive. You could go and ask somebody. And they could say, yes, i would seen the resurrected Jesus. Why is that important? Because these are events that happen. They're real. You can, you can believe in them and on them. And that's what we're supposed to do. See, that's where life comes. We all need a Savior because we've all sinned. Our sin has separated us from a holy God. But He made a way for us to be reconciled. And it's in believing this amazing event. Believe it in your heart. Confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. The Bible says, and you too will be saved. And see, this Christmas, that's what I want to do. I want to make sure that, that we don't have another Christmas go by and someone here hasn't unwrapped the gift. That, that someone hasn't figured out that, that these things are true. And that, that God desires to be in relationship with them. That, that just being a good person isn't enough. That, that, that it would never be enough to fix a problem. So He made a way, which is so much better because His ways are always better than our ways. And, and that the way that we accept that is, is that we just come before Him and we ask Him to be a part of our life. We admit that we're broken like everybody else. And, and in humility we do that and then we invite Him into our hearts and lives in faith. And what I want to do is I want to give you an opportunity to unwrap that gift this morning. And in just a moment, just I'm going to ask everybody to bow their heads and close their eyes. Not yet, just a moment. And, and you'll hear me invite you into that simple prayer that I want to pray. And if you haven't prayed that prayer, I'm going to encourage you to, to pray that with me. I'll have you raise your hand in a moment, not yet. And, and I won't call you up or do any of those things, but I just want to know who you are so i can pray with you and for you so let's do that this christmas if you all just bow your heads and close your eyes just for a moment and amen. and if, if you're here and you would say you know what steve i'm i'm ready to unwrap this gift of life everlasting and and if you want to do that with me in a simple prayer would you just slip your hand in the air so i can see it i mean i see your hands coming up amen hallelujah okay you can put your hands down Let's all pray together, because families do these things together, and we're one big family. Just repeat after me this simple prayer. Lord Jesus, please forgive me of all my sins. Come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Let me pray for you. You don't have to repeat after me anymore. Father, I pray for all those who prayed that prayer today. There were many hands that went up. And I pray, God, that that right now they would know the amazing love that you have for them and that you would fill them with your Holy Spirit. And I pray for all of us, God, that you would refresh and renew us by your Spirit once again. You are such an awesome, awesome God. And we love you so much. And we are so thankful for who you are at Christmas and always. In Jesus' name.